Hello, everyone, and welcome to Early Learning Ventures Family Engagement Fridays. Today, our podcast guest will be Megan Duncan, and she is with Connected Kids Thrive. Megan is a devoted foster and bio mom and has been serving families for over 16 years. She helps parents break old, problematic family discipline patterns and rebuild their family legacy by becoming equipped with proven effective parenting tools so their young children can listen and cooperate without parents having to resort to yelling, threatening, bribing, or punishing. Megan helps parents reach their parenting goals of being equipped so they can stay calm, patient, confident, firm, and kind in their parenting so they can raise kids who are patient, confident, kind, and willingly contribute to their home and community. Megan previously shared in early, served, excuse me, in early childhood intervention doing speech therapy. She has owned and operated a nature and cooking based childcare slash preschool. She is certified in positive discipline and currently serves families as a parenting and behavior coach. She is the CEO and founder of her online respectful parenting group. Connected Kids Thrive, and Connected Kids Thrive Community. Through her work, she has come to embody this motto, let us actively model turning oopsies into opportunities to positively connect, teach, learn, and grow together with our children. Megan wants parents to know that we really can stay connected with our children, even through directing and correcting them. She wants us to remember that parenting can be joyful and fulfilling, and we can have homes that are cooperative and harmonious. She also wants to remind us that our parents and caregivers did the best they could with what they knew. Oftentimes, they parented from force and fear and used methods of blame, shame, and pain. Most of our parents didn't have the tools to parent with dignity and respect, but we get to. Gone are the days of the child is to be seen and not heard. Blind obedience. Do as I say, not as I do, etc. We now have the understanding and tools easily available to us to ensure our kiddos feel significant and valuable and that their voices matter. It is a very exciting time and a little scary for parents and caregivers doing respectful, conscious, and reflective parenting. The good news is that the tools of positive discipline will get us where we want to be. So today, Megan will be talking to us about myths around discipline. Welcome, Megan, so very much. I'm so excited you are willing to join us today. Thank you, Colleen. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. So we're just going to go ahead and let you talk about what you know best, and we're eager to learn. And if anything bubbles up during this conversation, I will make notes, and we may have some questions at the end or may not. You may answer to all those. Welcome again, and take it away. All right. Thank you. So discipline. Um, do our kids need discipline? Yes, absolutely. It is our job as parents to guide our kids and always be thinking about our ultimate goals. You know, we want our kiddos to be compassionate and kind and problem solvers and flexible in their thinking and, and all these positive things. 
And how do we get there? It's through teaching and guiding. And that's exactly what discipline is. When we break discipline down, it comes from the Latin word disciplina. And that just means instruction and training. And we can di- we can dissect it down even further for to the into Latin word into disir, which means to learn. And then disipulis means pupil. So when we look at what discipline really means, it is a back and forth dance between the, you know, the guider and the learner. And it's just that it's teaching and guiding and learning and modeling. Nowhere in that do does it say that we must be punitive and harsh and all these negative things. Kids learn best in positive and positive discipline is how we can model the behaviors we want our kiddos to have. So we often think that discipline means to punish, you know, to spank and hit and pinch and flick and all these negative things that we sometimes do as parents to correct behavior. And what we know when we use discipline, we don't have to do that. We can correct behavior in a positive way. We can we can stop a behavior in a negative way, and that's negative discipline. Yeah, we can spank and hit and flick, and we can do these things, and it will, it can stop a behavior. But what is it really teaching? Are we inviting any other negative consequences from that? Revenge thoughts, and you know, what's our kid really learning when we use those tactics? Um, you know, when we're dragging them to time out. They're not thinking, you know, hey, mom is doing the right thing here. I need to be put in the corner. I made a mistake. I'm going to really think about what I did wrong and what I can do better. That's not what kids are thinking. When we use punishment and force and fear and methods of blame and pain and shame, our kiddos are thinking, I shouldn't have got caught. How can I be sneakier? Right? And then their thinking goes to revenge thoughts on us. And they get angry at us, not at the thing that happened, you know, the mistake made, but on us. So when we can keep it positive, we can bring them into the problem solving process and really teach and model and help them grow and learn and become the functioning, equipped, confident, emotionally intelligent, you know, uh, children and adolescents and teens and adults. So I love to use examples. But let me back up for one quick second. You know, when we use punishment as a method of discipline, you know, what is what are we really doing? And we are, you know, making we are inflicting a penalty upon a small person that doesn't have the skills. So we punish children for not having skills or they don't know how to do something. We're punishing them for making a mistake for skills they haven't learned yet. So that's just not the, it doesn't, that's not the best way to go about it, right? Um, We always want to look at the why behind the behavior. Why, why is my child doing this? What is really going on? And when we can be curious, which is one of our very best friends as a, as a tool for parenting is just be curious and just ask why, what's going on here? Then we can come to a place of, you know, coming along beside our child and using positive discipline methods versus negative discipline methods. So to take this one layer deep, I always like to go into examples. So, you know, um, and that's, that's the myth, right? To back up for another second. 
the myth around discipline is it doesn't have to be negative. We can use positive discipline to get our to get to parent how we want to parent and to get our kids, um, you know, listening and cooperating in a positive way. So let's take the example of, <clears throat> excuse me, a child dropping an egg on the floor. Okay. And so, you know, is punishment, you know, the child has made a mistake. Is punishment the best way for this child to learn not to drop an egg on the floor, right? And punishment can come in many forms. You know, we talked a little bit about that blame and pain and shame and force and fear. And so we might say, you know, if we're going to correct this behavior through punishment to shame a child, we might say, you're so clumsy. You always drop things. Why do you always do this? You always make a mess. What's a child feeling inside when we use shame and punishment as a teaching method for dropping an egg? And then what about pain, right? You know, hitting a child, spanking a child, flicking, you know, pinching, or even if we, you know, take their hand and jerk them out of the kitchen, you know, what are we modeling first of all, but we don't just that punishment based guidance. Is that really teaching our child not to drop the egg? Right. Um, and then blame, um, you know, if we get frustrated, blaming a small person for our feelings is something that we probably had, we probably experienced as children, but, um, you know, you make me so frustrated. That's, that's our feeling to own, you know? So that's some work we need to do. And, you know, if the other problematic thing with, you know, punishments is they don't teach skills, right? Negative discipline doesn't teach skills. The behavior is going to repeat and repeat and repeat because no skills have been learned, right? So with that, you know, conversely, when our child drops an egg on the floor and we think, oh my gosh, what, you know, if we want to use positive discipline, we can invite so many wonderful learning opportunities, right? So we can offer to help our child. We can model that. We can say something like, oh, wow, I, you know, you dropped an egg. What can I get to help clean that up? You know, how amazing is that? That's a behavior we want our children to own, right? To offer to help clean up. And then with that, we get to actually model the skills of cleaning up an egg. How many of our kids just smear an egg all over the place, cleaning it up? They haven't, they haven't even seen us do it. How often do we drop an egg? Probably not a lot. We've all, we've done that, right? We learned. And so we get to lean into that and think, oh, I get to model exactly how not to smear an egg everywhere. I get to model exactly how to clean it up. In this connection, we get to stay connected. Brains get to stay, you know, if you know the hand model, brains get to stay intact and our child gets to stay with us, right? And so we get to walk, we get to model manners and kindness and initiation, um, you know, and grace in making a mistake. Our kiddos, when, you know, when they face retribution for making a mistake from us, they become fearful of making mistakes. Well, mistakes are how we learn best. We learn best through mistakes. So when we can just you know, um, oh, oopsie, no big deal. Let's clean this up. You know, when we can help them see a mistake as not a big deal, nothing to hide from, nothing to hide, right? How many times do our children hide from us when they've made a mistake? It's because 
we they're fearful of our reaction. So we get to model taking accountability, right? Um, we get to model cooperation. And um, then because brains are online, they're we're connected, we get to then invite them into the problem-solving process of how did this happen? What can we do different next time? You know, and what we need to remember is the more we force and tell and do, the less our kiddos can think and do well for themselves. So, you know, when we get to, we just get to model these beautiful, beautiful behaviors. So um, I, that's, that's my motto, right? Is turning oopsies into opportunities. Try as hard as we can to look at every mistake made by our children as, oh, cool. I get to model the converse, right? How to do it the right way. And that's our job. That is discipline, right? We don't need to go into that negative space. And here's the thing too, is we're going to spend the time one way or the other in frustration or in cooperation, right? When our child makes some mistakes and we blow up and then they blow up and we're dragging them to timeout or whatever we're doing, we're spending time, but we're spending time in disconnection. We're spending time in revenge thoughts, you know, not in a good place. But when our child makes a mistake and we can go in with that mindset of, oh, this is going to be good. I'm so glad this happened, right? You can get there. You can get there, I promise. Um, because then you can take that time and model how to make a stake in grace, how to make a mistake in grace. So. I think, I don't know, how does, do you have any questions? I think that's what I wanted to share. Do you have any questions, Colleen? Some of the things that I wrote down, and thank you very much. This was just very, very helpful and very interesting. And I always love when you get an opportunity to look at something from a different perspective. Some of the things that I wrote down that resonated with me and maybe others as well is how you refer to, you You talked about discipline and exactly what does it mean? And because I think a lot of us go to um, punishing when we think about discipline, but what you were able to break down for us is that it's instruction, training, and learning. And that's powerful. That is really powerful. And I think as we approach um, discipline, we may remember those three things. And this is an instructional opportunity, training opportunity, and and a learning opportunity, not necessarily just a punishing opportunity. So what can you do to turn around? And I loved that. What I also wrote down was um, be curious about a child's behavior. If there's a behavior that's occurring um, and we didn't go into, you know, a lot of those, but what went to my head was maybe hitting or pushing or, or whatever might be occurring. Be curious about what, what is, what is causing that behavior. Don't assume don't make an assumption why it is he's, he's being naughty, whatever the case might be, but there might be something going on that we hadn't even put our attention to. So that bubble to my head, I'm going to read off a couple of them. And then if you have some guidance, so is there something you want to say about that? Or I'll keep going. Cause I have about three more that come to my mind. Discipline um, does not have to be negative. Okay. And um, I loved that. I loved that. Again, that keeps going back to that instruction and um, and mistakes in grace and that none of us, whether we're 
we're little people or whatever, or adults or teenagers or whatever, typically we're not intentionally making these mistakes and trying to cause frustration to individuals. And so our reaction needs to be a little more graceful than, than to immediately um, respond in a negative way. So those are some things that bubble to the top for me. And so did you have any more, more you'd like to share about those things? Um, I, you know, I think as when I'm coaching parents and when I, you know, I get a lot of stories, um, what I want to invite parents to do is look at why we get so triggered at things. So parenting is like a hand. This is kind of, um, just a metaphor. So you have the backside of the hand, the dorsal side of the hand, And that's us as a parent. Why do we react the way we do? Where are our triggers coming from? And we should be curious about that for ourselves and how, what training do we need to get so that we don't react in these negative ways, right? And then on this side, this is the parenting piece um, of getting the tools to model, you know, to really look, because it takes practice. You know, you're, if you're, interested in respectful, conscious, mindful parenting, it is a practice and you're rebuilding your brain. You're rebuilding your children's brains to not be reactive. And it's, it's a beautiful practice, but nonetheless, it's a practice. So on this side, the palm side, those are the tangible skills that you use to guide children. You're mindful of your tone, using choices, using transitions, front loading, all those things. And then the back side is, whoa, why am I so triggered about the whining? Why does it grate on me? Why, you know, when my children fight, why am I so react? You know, what are my reactivities and why? And just to get curious and have grace with ourselves too. Um, I think the other thing I would love to mention is what we don't realize as parents is when we use negative discipline so much of the time we are actually negatively reinforcing the behavior. And that's a bummer. So we're actually reinforcing these behaviors we so desperately want to get rid of, right? And that's, we don't know this. Um, we're, so I, you know, it's, it, it is in all of our favor to just learn the skills and the tools to guide our children in kind, respectful, firm, Now, we're not going into permissiveness. That can be a myth, too, that respectful parenting goes into permissiveness. No way. That's the other extreme. Um, Punitive parenting and permissive parenting, those are the two extremes. But we can stay here in the middle. And that's where tools come in, positive discipline tools. Well, Megan, I've learned a lot today, and you've given me a lot to think about. And I also appreciate that you say it's something we need to practice because oftentimes we get this great information and we're going, Oh my goodness, I have so many things that I would like to address, but to know that it's a process and you need to practice. And it's something that, you know, it's kind of a give and take and to try to understand how this is going to work. So really, really appreciate you taking the time and to to talk about discipline and, and break some of those myths and, Hopefully in the future, we'll have another opportunity to meet with you and delve into this even a little bit deeper. Thank you. I just have one quick little thing to add. So we can read all the books 
we can listen to the podcasts, we can, you know, hear me speaking here, but it's really tricky to implement. So that is why getting a coach and, you know, parenting is the most important thing we can do. And parents feel so shameful getting support, which is, I used to be there too, right? Like, no way. I had this kid. I know what I'm doing. I can do this. And if parenting is the most important job ever, the most important skill we can do, then we should be emboldened to get support. We should be, we should take honor in that. And there are so many parenting coaches out there that are trained to help you look at behavior, find the why, where are you coming from and help you really get to where you want to go out of reactivity, out of knee jerk reactions to responsive, intentional, you know, responding to your kiddos behaviors in a much quicker time. So you don't have to spend so much time later in repair. Um, so just wanted to mention that last piece. Feel, feel so brave in getting support um, because parenting is hard. It's really, really hard and amazing. And it can be harmonious. So I'm done. <laughs> Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. And uh, what we will do when we release this podcast is we'll make sure we have a link to your um, connected Kids Thrives if, if individuals would like to reach out to you one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So thank you again for taking the time and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Colleen. Talk soon. Bye.